before we get into this next episode, Morgan and I wanted to deeply apologize that we've been so MIA and off the grid recently. <laughs> but don't worry, we have some really exciting guests coming up the next couple weeks. And also, we're going to spice up the episodes with a little uh, music and sound effects. So stay tuned for that. Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Hayden. And welcome to the East to West podcast, where two high school sophomores talk about their experiences in basketball and in life in general and get sidetracked for most of the episodes. Um, today's guests, we have Mike Costello and Angie Sun. You guys can introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Mike Costello. I coach club ball with uh, Northwest Select. And I am Angie Sun, and uh, I also coach club ball and do player development training. Um, and we're really fortunate to have the opportunity to work with some awesome players and people like Hayden and Morgan. So thanks for having us on. Oh, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, so our first topic, um, we just want to know what, what do you think it takes and like, what kind of person do you have to be to go division one and be successful? Angie, do you want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, gosh, that's, that's a, you guys are getting deep right away. <laughs> um, I, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that you have to be really driven. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people say they want to play at the highest level and play division one basketball or division one sports, um, or go division one in any, any, anything, whatever, the, whatever their craft is. And I just think the difference is that the people who make it at that level are willing to do the work that it requires to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's ultimately what separates them. So just being really driven and um, actually being able to do the work and, and willing to do the work. Yeah. Mike, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah. Just to add on to that, what, what Angie said, what I think 3% of basketball players actually go on to play division one basketball and so um, just having skills or character traits that separate you from everyone else is going to add to that, too. So you have to be driven, obviously, like Angie said. But then you have to have certain personality traits, I think, that kind of separate you from the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, to do the second topic, uh, my question was, how do you stay motivated during your bad days or like weeks? Like, for instance, since we're all in a pandemic right now, how have you guys like kept motivated and still wanted to do more, especially with such a hard time? Um, I think the ability that we're able to coach has really helped me kind of keep going through this pandemic like uh, I teach high school online and so the interaction I get with the kids there 95 percent of them have their screens off so I I don't get a lot of interaction like every now and then they'll talk you know in the chat or they'll unmute their mic and ask a question but for the most part the 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 interaction the communication the you know contact I get with the kids uh, through select and through coaching basketball is what gets me through. Um, I mean, I see my family all day long, but outside of that, it's kind of nice to go out there and talk with other people. So that's, Mm -hmm. it's actually helped me a lot, probably more than um, during normal times. Mm 
Yeah. Angie, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I'm just listening to Mike and thinking about thinking about the question. I think I think when you say what motivates you, um for me it's understanding and knowing that the process involves the highs and the lows, right? So every journey you're on, whether it's it's a sports season or a specific part of your life or a phase or whatever it is, there's going to be peaks and valleys. So there's going to be things that are going well and then things that aren't going so great and sometimes things that just suck and times that just suck, right? We've all been through it. And so I think just with the understanding, like that's what keeps you going. Okay, we're, we're in the process and COVID and, and the pandemic and these past couple months have been rough for in, in a lot of ways. But um, the motivation is just knowing that that's part of this. That's part of the journey. And, um, you know, one of the things that us as a staff, uh, we got together and said, hey, look, we have some rough times, like especially in the beginning of COVID where we may not have opportunities face to face or in mass groups, but what can we do to maximize and find opportunities in a time that's not, not normal. And so we started, we, we took that and, and said, okay, so let's, if we can't do this, what can we do? So we started some zoom calls and, and got some guests on. And I, I think ultimately like, little things like that, just finding ways, how can we still pour into you guys and make a difference and make an impact without being able to be on the court is motivation. And, and ultimately I think we got a lot out of those, those talks and those zoom calls and we're able to talk through some, um, I don't know, really important topics and life skills and things that we feel like, are going to really serve you guys and us, you know, in life. And, and so um, I don't know if that was the direction that you were going, but that's kind of what came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great. Yeah, for sure. I remember those zoom calls were like, those were really helpful. And I learned a lot about like my teammates and myself, but also going off of Hayden's original question not just being motivated during quarantine, but I know right now I'm struggling with like, being staying motivated because I'm switching my form up and I'm like since I'm getting stronger I'm changing my form to fit like me right now and it's really frustrating to have a form that I felt comfortable in and that was working for me and now switching to a whole new form that I'm not really good at right now like what is how do I stay motivated through this like the struggle I'm in right now and do you want to speak on that yeah actually I'm I'm in a um, I'm going to lead Mike into this, Mike, th- this comes to mind, uh, Steph's Steph Curry's like summer of hell. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, we were lucky enough, gosh, it's been like four or five years now, uh, to meet Del Curry, uh, Morgan. And he was talking to us, of course, all the questions were about Steph and everything like that, but he was talking mm-hmm. to us about Steph's. Was it his freshman year, Angie? His freshman summer? I honestly can't remember. And he, he, it was freshman or sophomore year. It was like one of his, after his first years of high school. And um, Del Curry put him through what they called was the summer of hell. And they had to change 
Steph's form because of how tiny he was. He had to raise his release point. And he spent that whole summer, three to four months, and they didn't leave the key. And yeah. And so, and you know, the the prolific shooter he is now, but he had to start shooting 10, three footers to 10 footers. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think if you're looking for motivation, um, I mean, everyone's had to do that. And I think, um, just realizing that it's all like Angie is real, like with, with our staff, sorry, we're just big on the, it's the process. It's the process. It's the process. And um, if you're seeing results from it and you're feeling good about it, then you're on the right track, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, if Steph Curry had to rechange change his form, you know, you're, you're in good company right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would just um, add to that really quick. When you're changing your form, making any any changes to any anything, whether it's basketball related or not, you know, you, I I can think of, you know, trying to eat healthier, or trying to wake up earlier, trying to go to bed earlier. Like in the beginning, it's always hard. It's going to be hard before it gets easy, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I would say that same thing with what you're going through right now. Um, changing topics a little bit. What is it like being a club coach and developing a club from the beginning? It's fun. It's fun, honestly. Um, A little bit of background. I don't know if you guys know this. I I started off in player development where I was just training players, like, individually and started doing some small groups. I had no teams. Um, And this was back when I was actually finishing my playing career in college. And I just started, I started out by helping out with some academies that my coaches were doing and some, I just stuck around. I was hang. I was around the gym all the time. And so when I first started in this, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to start a basketball club and had a lot of teams. It was, Hey, I really enjoy helping players get better. And uh, that's what I started off in and how it got going with teams was one of the parents um, of one of the kids I was working with said, Hey, you should start a club team. And at first I was super resistant to that because, you know, it's, it's way easier to be a trainer mm-hmm. than a coach because everybody loves their trainer. And when things aren't going right, it's always their coach's fault. Right. I say that with a little bit of humor, but I mean, generally speaking, like it's easy to love trainers and blame your coach. And also parents are, are just like not all parents are cooperative and, and there's a lot of issues. There's just a lot of things about coaching a team that I didn't really want to take on. So I was really resistant. But um, finally, they twisted my arm. I started off. I said, fine, I'll give it this one shot. I knew most of the ki- most of the parents and the kids in that in that group, and uh, so it started off with that one team. And I had no real plans to grow it into this big club, but um, mm-hmm. no, was started off with one team. It went well enough that other people started asking us to start teams for their kids' grade. And you know, a couple years later, here we are. You know, we have a youth program. Um, that's what we started with. And, and as those kids worked their way up through high school, apparently we did some things well enough and made it fun enough for them to stick around. And um, 
so yeah, it, it's been really fun that process of figuring out who we are and find our identity and, um, you know, just figuring out, okay, what, what kind of separates us? Why would somebody come over here versus, you know, the other clubs in the area? Mm-hmm. But um, I think, I think the reason I say it's fun is because you get to see the growth of the kids that are in it for the long haul. So when you've had a kid that yeah. you start off and you see as a fourth grader or fifth grader and now they're finishing up their college career or you start, or you start I mean, even, even a kid that you start off in the seventh grade and you start to see him drive <laughs> and get their license. Um, so just, mm-hmm. just that, that part is what makes it fun. Seeing their development and growth, both as a player and, and um, as a person off the court too. Yeah. Um, what is one thing you wish you knew before you began your career? That's a really good question. I think, I think the answer to that would be there's no cookie cutter answer. Yeah. Or a certain way to do things because mm-hmm. when you're working with teams and people, um, the one thing I, I just continue to be reminded of every day is that everybody's different and they need different things. And so um, we could read all the books we want. We could listen to podcasts. We could go to coaching gurus and whatnot. Um, but you just have to find your own way and your own style. And there's not just because somebody did it a certain way doesn't mean that that's going to be the answer for how it's, how you're going to do things. Right. And, and furthermore, like mm-hmm. how I would coach Morgan might not be the same way that I would coach you Hayden because you guys need different things. And so um, just every day and coaches us as a staff, we talk about this too. Like what do these kids need from us and how can we meet them where they're at so that we can serve them and give them what they need. Right. The biggest thing too, going with that Angie is you're not going to please everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I when I first started coaching, like I wanted to be the coach everyone liked, and you know all the stuff like that. But you're you're always going to. I mean, you can't. It's impossible. The more you try to please everyone else, like you're just going to lose who you are, and then you don't you don't really stand for anything. So you really then start to lose yourself, which in turn I think loses more people than just kind of standing your ground and kind of being who you are. And we've gone through that a lot as coaches. Um, Angie, like we've lost a lot of kids that we we were really upset to see them go, but um, it's whether it's because they didn't agree with how we coached or what we coached or whatever like that. But sometimes it, I think it worked out better for for both ends, for them and for us. Sometimes, if you look back at it, yeah, a hundred percent. I agree, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be hard to think of, but, um, I'll start it off with Mike. What's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? It doesn't have to be like basketball or club, re- oh, club related, man. just like in general. My biggest failure, Morgan's get how, how deep of an answer do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we won't go super deep, but, um, my biggest failure, I would have to say, Oh gosh, this is a tough one. 
Um, I didn't say goodbye to my dad before he passed away because I I wasn't expecting like that's super deep. I'm sorry, but like if you're asking, mm-hmm. like no, that's fine. probably the thing that most upset me is, um. I, I mean, like, we, I knew my dad was going in for a surgery, but I didn't, like, know that he was going to have complications. So when he, when I called him before his surgery or when I wished him luck, whatever like that, it was not, like, it was just, all right, dad, talk to you later. It wasn't, like, anything yeah. that was, like, well, well God, if I would have known, I would have said so much mm-hmm. more. But, like, I look back at yeah. it, and that, that's, like, the hardest thing for me is not I mean like it wasn't my fault and I know that but like mm-hmm. just not being able to say that like, if I would have known it was the last conversation I was going to have with him I would have said so much more and so that's the big thing that just kind of eats away at me is um not being able to say the things that I wish I had so I always try and tell people like you don't know when the last time you're going to talk to someone is so always give that person a hug tell them you love them you know whatever it is because life changes really quickly mm. and so sorry to bring the whole podcast down but like you kind of asked for it <laughs> no that's okay I like I connect to that too because my grandpa I think he had Parkinson's mm-hmm. and it was when I was I was younger and like he kind of acted differently so I was kind of like weird around him so like I regret like not being like closer to him before he passed yeah. away so I like relate to that and I kind of learned the same thing yeah you I mean you were younger too so you have a pretty good excuse there right yeah so, but yeah what is your thoughts on that Angie wow I I mean failure? I'm just I'm listening <laughs> to you guys and I don't know that I could have an answer that's more appropriate than what you just said right now but it just uh my thoughts are taking what you guys just said as a reminder not to take anything for Mm -hmm. granted. And I think that there's, you know, there's so many times that we can get kind of caught up in um, what's happening in our lives and what's going on in my world and how are things going for me, 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 and that, that we lose sight of, you know, what's really important. And so I'm just using that as a takeaway and making sure that, that, you know, you don't want to wait for something like that to happen to give you a reality check and put things in perspective. So thank you guys for, for that reminder. That's huge. There's nothing more important mm-hmm. than that. Um, so I know Mike, you're pretty time consumed with Luke, but what are some <laughs> of your guys' favorite hobbies and hobbies outside of Northwest select and basketball? I try. Well, uh, yeah, besides my wife and Luke, um, I try to, I try, I, I like playing golf. I'm just really bad at it, but I like at top golf or like actual, actual golf golf. Yeah. Like I am terrible at golf, but all my friends golf. And so I always want to try and go play, but it's just, I don't know. I, I'm so bad at it. It's not enjoyable sometimes. <laughs> so I get super frustrated <laughs> and I just like yell and like scream out there and it's, yeah, it's not necessarily the best of times, but I'm hanging out with my friends. So at least I'm doing that. But yeah. Do you talk smack even when you're oh, losing? Talk, oh, yeah, I'll talk smack. And they'll be like, oh, have fun in the woods. <laughs> Good luck finding your golf ball. Like, thanks, guys. I think I need to pick up golf. 
<laughs> I think I'm in the point of my life where everybody is like just golfs That's on true. their free time. Um, I enjoy, I love the outdoors. I haven't done it in forever, but I love hiking. Um, and we, we live in the Pacific Northwest. I used to go like, I used, I used to hike a ton. Um, and it just fills my bucket. The, remember we took the club on a hike, Angie? Yeah, we should, we should do that. We told Morgan Hayden, we, we, one, I think one summer, we were getting ready for a team practice and we just, we, we were kind of in the dog days of summer and the kids were like, oh, another practice. So we surprised them. We said, hey, we're going to go on a hike. Like we're going to do some team bonding. Oh. So we. Were they wearing their basketball shoes? Oh, wait, no, we didn't. No, or? we told them. We told them we were going. Oh, okay, okay. But like, it, like we had a daily double. I think we practiced that morning, Mike, if I remember correctly. And then we said, yeah. hey, no, no afternoon session. We're going to go on a hike. So. We packed the kids okay. up in a suburban, drove them out. You got have you been to Punchbowl Falls? Yes. Okay, so you guys know so, how, yeah. how far do you think that hike is from the parking lot? It's pretty far. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like it's like maybe maybe three miles. I don't even think it's that far. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't need actually three three miles. Might you Google it? I think it's three miles round trip. Yeah, thank you. What (laughs) really? So it's no. I'm thinking of the wrong one. Yeah, you might be thinking of something. This is in the gorge. Well, we like the kids don't know where we're going at all, and we get out of the car and literally like like not even an eighth of a mile in, they were like, "Um, how far is this hike?" And we just (laughs) dropped. We were like, "Oh, it's about nine miles." Oh, and they gosh. freaked out. Oh, They're God. like, wait, how far have we gone? <laughs> like, guys, we haven't even gone a mile yet. And so, um, anyway, just just, a, just reminiscing about that time that we, we took the kids hiking. But I remember we couldn't get Tacy to jump in the water. No, but she did eventually, right? <laughs> Her and Brooke. Too. Yeah, but not off the waterfall. Not off, like, the 10-foot the fall. It was like she waded in. <laughs> she was so scared. <laughs> yeah they were so mad at us when we said nine miles and then they couldn't tell if we were joking or not but they're like this is not like they all were like whispering it is not there's no way nine miles so yeah yeah i just looked it up it says 3.8 miles difficulty exactly <laughs> so. exactly no i i so yeah i enjoy hiking and then i love like food like i'm a foodie i love oh yeah just like figured at anywhere we go we look for like must eat spots so it helps when we get to travel and so when we're not coaching games we're looking for the hottest spots food yep food that we can't get in portland Mm -hmm. um angie i'll start with you what um what are three people that have been the most influential to you why do i have to go first (laughs) uh (laughs) um gosh this is a hard one three people you don't have to do three you can just well i'm i'm gonna do a quick shout out to um chad metters who is a good friend and he's i've known him for over 10 years I, i i met him when i started coaching club ball with columbia cascades and um 
he is Chad. You guys know Chad? Hayden knows yeah. Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he come to a? I feel like at um, the Logan gym. Yes. I saw him there. Yes. Yes. So Chad's he's he's um, more so than than anything that he brings on a basketball front. I I just love like and admire his energy and the way he treats people and the way he cares about his players and and his friends and um I think that's what makes him like an inf- like an influence and somebody that inspires me to be better. I, I just want to you know, I, I can go to him with anything. Like, if, if there's issues that's going on that I'm like, I don't know what to do, I call Chad, whether it's basketball-related oh, or not. True. So he's definitely had a big influence. Um, uh, now I'm going to start just rambling off names. Um, this is in terms of coaching, right? Uh, in oh, just in oh, life. Just in life. Okay, now you're know. opening a can of worms. <laughs> opening up a can of worms. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Coach Meek, Michael Meek, has been mm-hmm. such a big influence in terms of um, just his ability to teach and reach people. And um, obviously the success that he, he is having and he has had everywhere he's coached speaks for itself. But um, I just try mm-hmm. to learn – as much as I can from him. Every time I have a conversation with him, I learn something new, a light bulb goes off. Um, so he's just like, in terms of the game, um, he's a constant influence. And I just think there, there's no better teacher in the game, like at any level that I, that I personally know than, than him. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll stop there because otherwise I'm just going to keep naming. I've, I have a lot of names. I'll just quick, quick little list. Um, in terms of player development, Danielle Viglione, who's um, runs sack skills down in Sacramento, Drew Hanlon, who, who I'm sure Mike will touch on a little bit more. Um, Al Aldridge gave me my first shot at coaching club ball. That's kind of what got me hooked, introduced me to a ton of, ton of people, taught me the game. Uh, when I thought I knew everything, I had no idea what I was doing back then. Um, but continues to be a friend and a support system over the years. Uh, yeah, you go, Mike. Uh, those are some good names. Yeah, good people. Um, yeah, some really good people. No, I think if it was basketball, um, obviously, like my high school coaches were some of the people that, that influenced me to want to become a coach and try and give back through the game. Um, as far as like the player development stuff, um, Drew Hanlon, I like, I wouldn't have gotten into player development. It wasn't for Drew Hanlon from pure sweat and just how he teaches things and his energy and, and, and kind of what he gives to people. Um, but really like, I mean, like Angie was talking about Al that gave her, her shot at club, like Angie was the first person to give me a shot at club ball too. And so, I mean, like if we're talking about like influential people, like Angie's definitely up there on the list of people that have influenced club basketball in the state of Oregon. And like, I'm lucky to learn from her everything. Like we, like Angie, like our, our coaching conversations have gone on for hours and hours and hours and, you know, stuff like that. And so like you're, 
and you're probably, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like, you're pretty much the standard when it comes to, and I'm not saying like, we, like, I know we can improve, but you're pretty much the standard when it comes to like club basketball and training around here. And I think um, it's, it's good because I, I know I have to be good at what we do or else you're not going to have it. Like you, like if, if I was a terrible coach or a terrible player development, I know you wouldn't have me around if that makes sense. Like, so as far as like influence and stuff like that, like I definitely think you're, you're one, like, when it comes to basketball and, and some of the other stuff that we talk about, like hands down, Angie's definitely one of the people that, that you want to be around and you want to learn from, you know? And so, um, gosh, I mean, Drew, Angie, for throwing out names, uh, my basketball coach was Stan Woodfill, um, Chad Reeves, um, some of the coaches Andy's talked about too are just great people. Brad Smith is another good one from Oregon City. Um, when you talk about how to how to treat people, and did something just happen? Yeah, I think Angie dropped all at her back. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I just think I mean, as far as influential people, it's just kind of the circle you're around and what you're willing to learn from people and. Uh, I've definitely learned from Angie and Drew and Brad Smith and um, Mike Meek, some of those other guys, too, that she named. I totally forgot Brad. I remember seeing him at every single camp there was. It never failed. If you – did oh, you yeah. guys go to Brad Smith camp? I didn't. Um, I went to uh, I went to a Drew Hanlon one, though. Oh, you, yeah, that's right. Drew, did you like Drew's stuff? Yeah, it was good. So, what is a piece of advice you would give to someone wanting to pursue a career of club coaching or trainer development? Um, jeez. I would tell them to stay true to who you are. And um like I think Angie touched on it a little bit earlier, but um in in the world of club coaching or player development, whatever you guys want to talk about. Well, first off, they're two totally separate things. Like how I talk to kids as a club develop, as a, like a player development uh, trainer, whatever like that is completely different than how I coach kids. But the number one thing is you have to be true to who you are. Um, I think one of the things that um, separates us is that, you're not going to make like you're not going to make everyone happy, and so when you're whether when you're a club coach, like you have to stay true to what you believe and how you're going to do things because those are going to be the kids mm-hmm. that are attracted to you, and the kids that want to play for you, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. And on the player development side, um, everyone does things differently. So if you try to be someone else, it's not going to work. So if I tried to train kids just like Angie trained kids. I wouldn't be successful because I was trying to do what Angie was doing. If I tried to train um, like Drew did, or I tried to train like some of the other trainers, um, I wouldn't be successful because that's not who I am and that's not how I do things. So if you look at the coaches and the trainers in the in Northwest Select, we, we all have one pretty common goal, but how we go about it is – Four, I mean, if you look at Angie, me, James, and Ben, we go about it four different ways. I think you guys can tell 
there's yeah, four I distinct personalities. Yeah. And I think um, that's the good part and it's the bad part because I, I think Angie connects better with some kids. I connect better with some kids. James connects with some kids. and ben, You know what I'm saying? So I think hopefully you guys all feel like you have a relationship with, with one of us, if not right. all of us. Does that make sense? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are the reason that we're doing what we're, do- we're doing, right? And so if we go through a season and like Morgan, if I don't talk to you ever again for the next three months, you're not going to have a relationship with me. Like you're not going to enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember one of the first times we talked was on one of the zoom calls. Yeah. That's how I met like all of you guys. I showed up probably to like so practices and then everything got shut down and then I just kind Mm -hmm. of met everyone through zoom. Yeah, I, I remember Andy just telling us like, hey, there's a there's a uh this girl Morgan from from Lincoln, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, nice. Yeah. And I was like, hopefully I'll see her in the gym or something like that. But I don't think we ever actually met in the gym. If it why I did, it was like super brief. And then yeah. um we got in the same group a couple times for for some Zoom calls. Yeah. You know, and that's that's just how we we started talking. I mean, Hayden, we just I mean we we met through stars, but your first memory of me was totally different. But it than my was first good. Of you. Well, I mean, obviously, what was it? I well, like Hayden remembers me from when we were training out at oh, Cracksburg. Yeah. And I know my I don't first memory of you of you was like, I think you thought I was tired during a game, and you told told Tyler to send me out. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was your first memory of me. It was. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I think that'd be my okay. life. I mean, that's um, a, that's my kind of like life advice too: is just be who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as corny as that may sound. Mike, what is the most recent book you've read? Um, the book. Well, right now, all the Northwest Stars coaches are reading a book called, oh, poop, where is it? It's in my car. It's called, let me see if I can find it. It's called The Coach's Guide to Teaching by Doug Lamov. And it's... um, it's really nice because it's not like an autobiography. It's this guy... The author, Doug Lamov, went through and studied a bunch of the great basketball coaches, soccer coaches, organizations, and everything like that. And he kind of pulled all of their best best practices and put them down in this book. And so it's really just – we're actually doing like a book club on it um, where we kind of break it down chapter by chapter and talk about like what we've learned from each chapter and, and how we can apply it to the Northwest Select stuff. Hey, what was the the one that the Mike gave me? Mike gave me a cool? book. I don't remember the name. Um, uh, Morgan, I suggest you should get that book if you haven't read it yet. What is yeah. it called? Stuff. Morgan, you can borrow mine. It's really or good. Good players should know. Um, my next question for the both of you, Angie, you can start. 
Wait, oh, wait, yeah. wait. Get Angie's Angie's book question. See, I want to hear what she has to say about it. Okay. Um. What was the last, last book, you book read, I completed? Was Win in the Dark. Um. It is. What is that about? It's. It's about a lot. Uh. It's, it's, you guys should write this down. When, when in the dark by Joshua Medcalf. And I have actually pull it up right here. Um, winning in the dark is just about kind of, you know, in today's society, everything that we do, all of our accomplishments, everything that we achieve, anybody of, of any influence of any kind is kind of out there on social media, right? Like it's out for the world to see. Um, and, and Mm -hmm. winning in the dark is just, it's, it talks about the importance and the roots of just continuing to do the work, even when it's not out there for people to see. And that's where the substance is, right? I'm not saying that like, like there's a lot of things that are going on that need to be celebrated and out there, but, um, there's also a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of great things that people are doing that kind of are in the dark and, uh, doesn't mean that that it, if it's not seen, it's not happening, right? And so um, it's just a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the title says "One in the Dark." It says some think you shine under the bright lights, but the bright lights only reveal your work in the dark. So a lot of times we also only see the outcomes of things, and we don't see what kind of goes on in the in the process behind the scenes. So I I think it was it was a really good read. That sounds interesting. Like that's I feel like I've heard like quotes about like stuff like that, like that concept telling you about like don't like it matters what you do, like the work you put in when no one's watching more than like how you work when people are watching. Like you should be working the same, I guess. No matter Yeah, absolutely. Like, who's work watching, for work's sake, right? Don't um, do it for cameras or attention mm-hmm. or whatever else it may be because that stuff's going to die at some point. Yeah. And if that's what you're driven by, um, mm-hmm. everybody's driven by different things. And and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think it's it's human nature. Uh, but a lot of times I, I just think it's it's a great reminder like what you guys see as the finished product or the end product or the outcome or, or somebody's success story you're not seeing the whole picture and there's things that, that those people have had to work through. And there's mm-hmm. hours of hours of, of ups and downs and tears and sweat and, and, and hardships um, that have led them to that point. So, so a lot of that stuff is stuff that you don't see. And this, the, the book is just a reminder of how important mm-hmm. that stuff is. The unseen hours, right? Mike drew, drew has that, that saying. Yep. What have been the funniest moments you've been through as a coach? Like just the funniest things that you've noticed or seen or what's happened. I was thinking. We're, uh, Angie, we're you on should the same tell page. them about we are, my We are totally on, This is how you story. know Mike and I have worked together <laughs> and known each other for a long time. So. I decide to, sh- and I, oh. hey, by the way, still haven't gotten you back for that. So Hayden and Morgan, I'm soliciting your help in this. Okay. okay so one, one day <laughs> I show up to practice 
And my thing is like high fives and touches, right? Yeah. Um, try to connect with, with everybody when I, when mm-hmm. I see him at one way or another. And so Mike decides that he's going to pull a prank one day. And so I get in the gym. Everybody's, everything's normal. And so I go up. I start saying hi to the kids. Like, hi, Bree. Hi, Ellie. And I go to give them a high five. And they say hi, but they just look at me like, what do you do? <laughs> like, what do you, like, nobody gave me a high five. They just, like, all left me deliberately hanging. And the first four people had, like, straight faces, like, why is your hand like they basically just looked at me like I was crazy like what are you doing with your hand yeah like yeah. why are you trying to give me a high five so what I go to doing? find out wait, and, then, and then at one point I'm like okay seriously what's happening I start looking around and then people start kind of giggling and Mike is di- he's like in tears crying he is just dying in the corner <laughs> of the gym and he had told everybody, hey, guys, let's... Oh, man. What did you tell him, Mike? I, guys, I was like, guys, let's... I go, I go, first off, guys, does anyone want to mess with Andy? <laughs> and they all, like, were excited to do this. They all, like, jumped in. I was like, all right, guys, we cannot give Angie high fives today. I, I wanted them <laughs> not even to talk to you. But they were like, no, there's no way we can do that. Like, I wanted them to just pretend you were a ghost or something. And I was like, okay, let's just not give her any high fives at all for the whole practice. And they were all so it was actually to really funny because they wanted you to, to be there. so bad. Or at least Mike thought it was funny. <laughs> it sounds funny. <laughs> oh, I just remember I was literally crying. Oh, it was good times. <laughs> what's the fu- hey, what's the funniest moment you guys have had? Um <laughs> okay so um we were doing uh three on oh and um we were like we just finished uh doing get like running through that and then you're like and then angie was saying okay if the point guard is a shooter then you run dribble at so then so you gave us the option to run get or dribble at and then so i was like okay i'll run dribble at I was like, I'll shoot it. So then I run it and I go, I'm on the right side, the right corner fill. I shoot it. I hit the side of the backboard. It comes right back to me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this is my time to redeem myself. So then I shoot it again and I airball it. And it was like that. And then I don't know if you remember this, Angie. You like come back up and you go, maybe we should run get next time. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I do that? I was on literally purpose? crying laughing. Or did I not oh even see you at the backboard? No, I'm pretty sure you saw both both attempts. <laughs> Morgan goes, I'm pretty sure you saw both of them. Oh, <laughs> mate, honestly, maybe I just had really good timing because I honestly don't remember that. I remember that because Angie, yeah, you went over gosh. to our group and you were like, okay, guys, you can demonstrate. And then the one time she just hit the oh. like top backboard. And it wasn't good. And then you like tried to redeem yourself, just completely airballed. <laughs> hey, it's it's the fact that you tried it again. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I I, I, I do Shooters have a funny shoot. story. This is um, not my brightest moment, but it it happened. Uh, I I thought the chair was there when I went down to sit down in the game. Oh no! And it definitely was not there. Oh no! So, uh, but my recovery was. <laughs> awesome yeah 
Did anybody yeah, else I see, it? see film of that game? Oh, I don't know if we. I don't know if it was in the baller TV, B to B, where everything's caught on camera era. Thankfully, like something I want to learn how to do is do. I think it's called like a kip up or something. So like if I take a charge, it's where you like, like, you then, roll on your yeah. back and you push up because that'd just be the coolest way to. That'd be like, pretty badass. That just that's what i want to learn how to do um but on the flip side of funniest moments what were sometimes you were the most mad as a coach and what did you do mike do you want to talk about that um i've oh broken gosh, clipboards i've thrown pens <laughs> i've gotten technicals no you guys well, there was one okay so a little bit of backstory this i was this was i think a year and a half ago two years and this, I, they're not around anymore, so we can say it. But, like, you guys kind of know we always had a thing with fast, right? Like, we wanted mm-hmm. to beat fast. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, there's this game. <laughs> and it's sixth grade basketball. Like, it's not the bi- it's not the end of the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are laughing because I'm getting a technical in sixth grade basketball. Um, <laughs> but, so, the game is going on, and the parents are intense, and I'm getting caught up into it. And the referee was terrible. Like, it's one of those young kids that doesn't really know what he's doing. But I get, I, well, I don't even remember why I got the technical. But I just remember yelling, that's the best call you've made When all you got day. teed up. <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, if you don't, yeah, when I got teed up, oh I was like, I'm just going to be an a-hole now. And he goes, if you don't shut up, coach, I'm going to kick you out of the game. And I was like, I can't let Angie know that I got kicked out of a game. So I sat down. And I had just gotten my Apple Watch, oh, yeah. and it, like, read my heartbeat, and my heart it was like, your heart rate is elevated or something like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. My heart rate, like, doubled. It was, like, 118 or something like that <laughs> at the moment I got my technical. I remember that, Mike. That's probably you the maddest I've made in a sixth-grade basketball Your blood pressure game. was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I don't not. get mad ever, so... I don't have a moment. Ever, Andy. <laughs> um, I don't know, Mike. What do you what's, what's the most mad I've been? Uh Andy will get mad in like moments, but then she realizes she I gets mad, so then she like myself. super calms down. Yeah. So she'll get really mad one instant and she'll come over and she'll say something to the coaches. And then she'll, but then the next moment she'll be like, not completely fine, but see, then yeah. she's trying to be like super positive with you guys. And I always think that's funny because I know what she just said to, said to me. You know what, guys? I, here's my <laughs> reminder to myself is you guys, hopefully, you're not trying to make us mad on purpose. You're trying to do your best. So I, I try to give you guys the benefit of the doubt and we just say, okay, well, apparently they didn't get the message. So how can we teach it better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always work out. Doesn't always work yes. out. But um, I definitely know there's times. No, there's there's definitely times when I was You're really probably, no. Hayden is trying to make us mad. That's that's what Hayden shows up every <laughs> practice. That's her. That's her goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least um, one time, Angie. I don't know if we were if we told you this, but we do a song choice of the week, or I guess the podcast and mike what is yours 
Like what what's the song you're listening to right now? Um <laughs> I actually thought about this a lot. I was like, what song do I wanna have like stand out as like Mike is rocking out to that song? Really? But I keep going back to like Ed Sheeran. Um, yeah. I like song? Ed Sheeran and I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> um it's well, it's off of his um the divide album like any of those songs like okay. just I'll, I'll listen to there's like shape of you perfect galway girl um he's got that mixtape i think it's called six where he has like songs with eminem and travis scott he did something with eminem yeah and 50 cent what oh my god <laughs> yeah he's versatile it does not seem like yeah him. no but that's what that's why it's so good Ed Sheeran is Versatile. super talented. It's called Number Six Collaborations mm-hmm. Project. I'm writing that down. All right. Well, if it's something, I, okay, I, I have to give a non-country answer because that's too predictable. So this song you guys may <laughs> or may not heard have heard of. It's by Macklemore and it's called The Town. But I this is a song English? that it's it's timeless. Yeah. Like it's an old song, but you can literally like I can put it on repeat if I'm just shooting in the gym. Like I could shoot to it like for hours and hours and hours. It's not like it's not like a mm-hmm. like a super hype song with a super fast beat. But it's j- just check it out. Let me know your guys' thoughts. The Town by Macklemore. Hayden wasn't what did you pick as unpredictable as you. She uh, Wanna Be song. That Song by Brett Eldridge or uh, <laughs> The Long Way by Brett Eldridge. Oh my gosh, The Long Way is so good. Nobody so knows good. The Long Way. Yeah, so good. Um, mine is Sober by Childish Gambino. Mike, I was going to say, though, I that's really like not it. the music we listen to when we train. You guys would make fun of me <laughs> if, we, if I started yeah, mocking Ed Sheeran when we were training, though. Yeah, exactly. I'm mad that you have Apple Music because now I, I have Spotify. Music. I know, Angie. Do you have Do you have Apple or Spotify? Share your playlist with me. Oh man! Yeah, that's the way to go. Oh yeah, I'm, you got. Hey, I have my, one for by practice. the way, somebody I'm tried to be like, "Hey, um, I think it was like Carly Stone or something." Shout out Carly Stone, or she was like, "Hey, um." They just, they always knock my music. <laughs> and they're like, it's, but, so, go ahead. I just remember, like, no, I remember one practice. No, it was only I remember one practice. Like it was only straight. Ariana Grande. <laughs> yes. And I was this close to saying something. <laughs> oh, yes. I Sometimes I put my, I put it on shuffle. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> But you guys need to make your make a play, and then every time I ask if you guys want to play your music, you always say, "Oh, my phone's dead," or "No, I don't want to play." But like you guys get all nervous when I say play your music. There's a lot of pressure to choosing music. Really, you think? Wow. Oh, so let's see what you yeah. guys have. Next I time. think there is. Yeah. Well, I have, but I have Apple Music, so I'm gonna. Mike, why do you have Apple Music? Yeah. Spotify is way better. I thought I'm gonna make a switch. I thought Apple Music was the way and to now go. Now you know better. 
And then, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently. I have Apple Music. I'm the only one in this group that doesn't have Spotify. You yeah. have both, so. Oh, both? Hey, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> really quick. What made you start um, a podcast? Oh, my God. Um, well, one, for one, it was for fun. But also, I want to go at my school. There's a mass communications class in an advanced mass communications class. Usually, you have to take the just the regular mass communications for one year, and then you go into advanced. But I didn't want to do that. So then I emailed the teacher and she's like, so what stuff have you done? And I was, so I started a podcast and I told her I'm doing a podcast. So that's how I got into advanced mass communication. <laughs> so you lied before you were actually doing it. Well, I, you know, I got into advanced mass communication. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode, but it's fine. Now, Morgan, does mass communication involve no not really i don't think is it so it's not like social media is it like more like podcasts and like video stuff what is that like what is mass communication it's just like it's kind of like journalism like the people in advance the reason i wanted to do advance was because you can write in the school paper then so who's the okay who's uh the most intriguing guests you guys have had on i would say you guys well i mean no pressure Um, or anything yeah, either <laughs> I really liked we talked to my friend Skylar. That was an interesting, like really cool conversation. But then also Liv Shackleton, that like I learned that she did Taekwondo yeah, and she did when, Kung how Fu. old was she when she like got a black belt? That was crazy. Oh yeah, not Taekwondo. But she like she told us about the how she got her black belt and it was insane. It was awful. Like, it was 48 hours straight, no sleep, I think. And she had to, like, do a ton of these fights. And she had to, like, in the dark, <laughs> go down this mountain and, like, fight people that would jump out what? from, like, the dark. Yes. And she was, like, nine at this time. <laughs> and she's fighting all these black belts going down a mountain at night. And it was just a crazy story. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. I didn't so know don't get in a fight with a black belt. Yeah, don't. I know. Yeah. Very interesting. I know. <laughs> okay, now time for the fun part. Speed, Speed round. round. What does this involve? You guys ready? Ready. Okay, Um, we'll start with, for Perfect. each of these, we can go Michael answer, then Angie will answer. Oh, geez. So, because <laughs> Angie doesn't like going first. <laughs> um, so, do you... Put your cup Good. face down. up or face down in the cupboard. Down. <laughs> you guys stole this question down. from our this or that. Like we used to have dogs or cats on here, but Hayden wanted to change it, so I changed it to this. But it's they should be up. Why are they up? Then the dust gets in there. Well, but there's dust on the shelf, and you put the lid Wipe where you're putting your mouth on the on the dust. <laughs> okay, so here's my thing. Yeah. Cups go cups. I don't go want down. to continuously yeah. wipe it. Plates that, and bowls that go is up. We- okay, wait, that is weird, Mike. We just con- oh you just God. contradicted yourself. Because I did the same. But why would plates and bowls be right side up and the cups are upside <laughs> down? <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm yeah, you can't take it people up. who put their plates face down, they're covered. Right? Who would do so that? Weird. Yeah, I never take. <laughs> okay. I never take the bottom cup though. Yeah, I don't stack. I don't stack. Like, like them I always either. stack my cups, right? I just never take oh, the bottom. I don't need that many. <laughs> oh, you guys don't have enough cups then. <laughs> um, what is the what is your favorite country you've been to or traveled to? Italy. Oh my gosh, really? Oh, fun. Yeah, I coach basketball camps over there. Whoa, that's cool. Where in Italy did you travel to? I went to, I flew into a town called Bologna. And then I went mm-hmm. to a basketball camp that's about an hour away for two weeks. And then this was, this was mm-hmm. the year after my first marriage ended. And then I traveled Italy for like a week by myself. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we'll see if Angie joins back in, but um, I'll just go to the next one. If you could be in any TV show or movie, what would you be in? A TV show or movie? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> um Blackish. <laughs> I think that show is freaking hilarious, and I would want to be like that the token yeah, white neighbor. I feel like um, be funny if you could that. have a superpower, what would it be? I would oh, want to be Superman. Yeah, Luke would want to be Hulk or Spider Man, though. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your dream job? Um, that's actually, uh, like, I would want to, if I could have, like, any job, it would probably be to be able to train basketball, like, professional or college basketball players full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to lose it. a sense, what would it be? Like, can't smell anymore, can't taste? Uh, smell. <laughs> Okay, good. You have the right answer. Definitely. So, what's, what? Wait, what was your, your you, Morgan? What did you say? I think exactly. I said taste. Taste? You would never yeah. want to taste again. Well, okay. This is mine's different because since I have celiac, I already am tasting <laughs> gluten-free versions of things, and they don't oh, taste yuck. that good. So. I'm already at a loss, so why not just take that sense away? True. And then I can eat really healthy, and like I can eat vegetables, and I'll be fine. Oh man, my cousin has celiacs, and she cannot eat, and she's always having to search for like special meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Luckily, quarantine's like been good because I just I'm just eating at home, and I don't need to worry about eating out or anything. Yeah. But that makes it hard when we travel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough because, like, I don't just want to eat Chipotle before yeah. games because that won't end well. That won't end well. That from a, that's yeah, when you're. I that's when you're experience. glad you. Like, I would lose my smell. That's why I don't want to. I got some of the stuff. No, just because I know I almost threw up in a game after oh, eating really? Chipotle. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. Um, what is one wish that you would like? What's oh my gosh, Mike? 
for more wishes. Besides that, besides <laughs> that. Um, I honestly wish I had, I was like, it's just insanely rich. Because I, I would still like, I, I keep telling my kids this. I was like, oh, guys, if I ever won the lottery or something like that, like I would just be like, I'm out. See you guys later. I'm going to go move <laughs> or do something or buy some big house or something like that. I would just be like, that's probably just because of COVID right now, though, too. Like, I could just, yeah. I feel like if you have money, you can just go do whatever you want. Right now. Um, If you wrote a book, but what would it be about? Oh, teaching stories. That would be fun, teaching Mike. Teaching stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I've got so many good ones, but. Yeah, you should. It's so hard. I I should have. I actually should have been writing them down. But (laughs) the the life and times at David Douglas High School. You should like write down stupid questions your students ask you. The one that you posted on your Instagram was so funny. This. Oh, I hate. Yeah, Morgan. I had a kid, so we did this. Uh, one of the things I teach like technology class, like basic intro technology mm-hmm. and so we're showing kids how to do to make like posters in google docs like use google slides mm-hmm. and like make a poster about yourself and it was like our first it's like the first week assignment like you know that those intro assignments that you do the first week of class yeah that was literally three weeks ago and this girl just turned it in friday night and then saturday <laughs> like like five or six o'clock friday i'm like i don't sit at home waiting for you guys to turn stuff in and then saturday so i I, she emailed it to me i got it i didn't click on it or anything like that and then saturday or sunday she emailed me like did you get my did you update my grade yet and i responded back to her i'm like (laughs) i'm sorry i don't do grades on the weekend so you're gonna have to wait until monday and then today in class i don't even think she showed up (laughs) yeah um, would you rather go into the future or the past? Oh, that's a good one. I would rather go in... Wait, am I able to, like, do stuff? Or is it, like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, then the future. How far into the future would you go? Um, I would want to go, like, way into the future. Yeah. I want to see like what happens, like all the, yeah. a- the advances and stuff like that. Like, are there flying cars? Are we able to transport people? Like, what's going on? Or like, yeah. you know, like Star Trek um, are you a morning or night type mm-hmm. of person? I feel like you're both. Yeah, I kind of am both. I can stay up pretty late and like do stuff, um, but then I can I, I I like waking up early too. It depends what it's for. If I'm waking up early for something, I'm pretty good about it. Because I don't sleep in on the weekends. But my wife's the opposite. She's in bed by like 9 o'clock every single day. And so I'm I just like... Me. Yeah, is that you too? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm pretty late. Pretty late going to bed. What time do you normally go to bed, Morgan? Um, you know, I aim for midnight. Oh my gosh, that is so late. <laughs> But I get to wake up at nine for school. Oh, okay, that's pretty good then. Hayden, do you go to like, sleep early? It depends on the kind of day. I, eh, 
I think I think it's around like midnight too. It just like like I've been yeah. It just depends. Um, do you drink coffee, energy drinks, or tea? Yes, yes, all of them. <laughs> I'll drink two to three cups of coffee in the morning, and then I usually have another one in the afternoon or an energy drink later on. But I really think it's just a force of habit. Um, if you could have one celebrity be your best friend, who would it be? Oh, jeez. Um, I really think Justin Timberlake yeah. is like the coolest person out there. Same. Oh my gosh, I love Justin. Dude, J- JT. Yeah. I feel like he's really funny. Yeah, he comes across as really funny, too. But I think, see, that's the hard part with celebrities. Like, you don't know how much of that is, like, fake. Yeah. But I definitely think, like, because he likes golf, plays basketball. What about you guys? Oh, no, it would be Bruno Mars. Um, I'd probably say either Andy Samberg or um, Caleb McLaughlin. Who's Caleb McLaughlin? He was from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, okay. He, I saw a video of him playing basketball. He's actually really good. Surprised me. <laughs> Andy Samberg. Is um, that, did you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's a great show. Um, if you... I don't know if you have any tattoos, but if you could get a tattoo, what would it be of? <laughs> um, I do have a tattoo. Um... Actually, I I was actually thinking about getting a tattoo for my dad. I got another tattoo like when Luke was born, but there's nothing really that I want permanently on my body anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things. Like, I've I've thought about getting a lot of things, but like when I look back at it, I'm always kind of glad I didn't get any more because mm-hmm. I just don't think like anything that I would gotten. I don't think. I don't know. Like I liked it in the moment, but it isn't necessarily something I want for the rest of my life. Yeah. But they're coming out with like tattoos that fade now after a couple years or a couple weeks. Of Who now, is so. your favorite basketball player? You know, of all time. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan, Penny Hardaway, Pete Maravich. Good picks. And Steph Curry. Okay, this is a tricky question, but what is your favorite podcast? This one, of course. Oh my gosh, we did it. <laughs> Go off, Mike. We did it. Mike's the only one so far. That's Goals. the first time we've Yeah, it's the first time we've actually had that without like coaxing people into saying it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've been I was I was actually thinking like we should like it would be neat for the stars to start a podcast. Yeah, and just like talk about like yeah for sure take turns interviewing kids in our club and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even know about this app before, so now I know about it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I I just kind of figured out how to edit it a little bit more, so I'm gonna try and add sound effects on this. I figured out how to do that, so we'll see how this episode turns out. Did you monetize it yet? Money? Uh, Yeah, so you can make money off of it. Oh yeah. You can, like, get money off this and get ads on it, but I think you have to have a little bit more, 
a little more viewers. <laughs> a little more followers. Yeah. Shame. Uh, but thank you, Mike and Thanks, Angie, Mike. for coming on and joining us. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Our next episode will be up next Saturday. And remember, stay blessed. God, God a blast. blast.